0: For our first gospel reading this morning, I'll be reading from John chapter 1, verses 1 to 5 and 14 to 18. Hear the word of the Lord. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses grace and truth came through jesus christ no one has ever seen god but the one and only son who is himself god and is in closest relationship with the father has made him known thus endeth the reading of the lesson
1: Over the last several weeks, we have been talking about growing, sharing, and serving. Growing as disciples of Jesus, growing in the way that, we, um, that our lives reflect Jesus. We talked about sharing the good news, sharing the hope of Jesus, both in the words we say and the things we do in the way we live our lives. And last week, we talked about serving even the least of these brothers and sisters of Jesus. This is how we we live out our faith. We put into practice the things that we believe. Uh, The Christian faith is not just a spiritual thing that we think about the afterlife. It is something we enact. It is something we are called to live out every day of our lives. And so what is it that connects them all? In our statement, uh, growing, sharing, serving, connected by Jesus. It's the life, the teachings, the death in the place of sinners, the resurrection, the conquering of the powers through Jesus' death and resurrection and Jesus' ascension are for the church, what we believe. These are the turning points of history. They're the the climax of history. They're what it's all about pointing towards the, the Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament, are are pointing towards a hope. They're pointing towards a fulfilled covenant. They're pointed towards uh, the son of David coming and establishing the throne forever. And so they point forward to Jesus. The Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John tell us of the life and the, the teachings of Jesus. And then most of the rest of the New Testament, or the rest of the New Testament, is Paul and, and Peter and James and, and others looking back and figuring out what does it mean for us to live this out? How does this impact our lives as individuals? How does this impact our lives as a community of faith? How do we, what do we do now that the climax of history has happened? In Jesus, something new is breaking in even amidst the shell of the old. Our scripture reading from John 1 is this grand statement of belief about Jesus. From the very beginning, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. From the very beginning, one with God, present and involved in creation itself. The Word of God, these words here that John uses literally mean like the, the rational explanation of God. If you want to know what God is like, we look at Jesus. Begotten, not created, of one substance, of one, whatever God is made of, that's what Jesus is made of. Very God taking on very flesh. One translator refers to it as moving into the neighborhood of humanity. In Jesus, we see the revealing of the heart And truth of God, full of grace and truth. And so for us, Jesus is kind of a big deal. Jesus is kind of the center of it all. And so the vocation, the calling of the church is to be formed into the image of Christ. The big word is Christoformity, formed into the likeness and image of Christ, called to grow in our understanding of Jesus as well as our reflection of the character of Jesus. Called to share in the hope of lives, cultures, systems changed by Christ. Called to serve one another. Called to serve our neighbors. Called to serve our enemies with the love that Jesus showed to his friends, to his neighbors, as well as those that called him enemy. And so Uh, One question that I've thought of as we've been reflecting on growing, sharing, serving, connected by Jesus, we were very intentional about choosing the words that we did. It might have made a little bit more alliterative sense to say connected by Christ, and that would be absolutely true. But we chose connected by Jesus for a reason. Sometimes I think when we use uh, Christ, which is a title, right? Christ is kind of the Greek form of Messiah. Messiah is the, the Hebrew word. Um, it means anointed or chosen one. And I think sometimes when we just think in terms of Christ, we can think of it as um, God, Jesus is up there. We can think of it as a, just a, a spiritual thing, something that we believe in our minds and, and we uh, give our lives to. But Jesus is a historical reality. It reminds us that it is not just a spiritual thing we believe, but we believe that this story has a place in real history. That it is the turning point of real history. And that with the story, with the life of Jesus, something radically has changed. We chose Jesus because it is the name of the first century Jewish rabbi who walked, lived, breathed, taught, was really and truly crucified, was really and truly raised to life three days later. The proof is in the empty tomb. Don't forget that your faith is not just a system of beliefs, but it is to be embodied and lived out every day. So we believe this story is true, connected by Jesus. Well, who are we connected to? I think there's multiple ways that Jesus connects us. We are connected to God. We're told that while we were yet sinners, and all of us have screwed up, all of us are broken, all of us have flaws in our character, we've all done things we wish we wouldn't have done while we were yet sinners, while we were, Scripture says, enemies of God. Jesus broke down the walls that kept us apart, walls often of our own making. And Jesus brought peace between humanity and God. He's made salvation, forgiveness, and restoration possible. He has revealed the ultimate nature of truth and God. And so we are connected to God through Jesus. We are connected by Jesus to one another. Faith in Jesus is embodied in ways that we live and act with our fellow image bearers. That's what it means to be human, created in the image of God. Whereas the world was formerly divided, Divided in all kinds of ways, between ethnicity and nationality, gender, language, those things are no longer barriers and hindrances to being called children of God. So we're freed to love one another more fully and seek the best for one another because of Jesus. We're also connected by Jesus to ourselves. Our scripture last week said, love your neighbor as yourself. You know, we're freed to pursue our true vocation, our true calling, to be who God has uniquely created each one of us to be because of Jesus. We talk about spiritual gifts, being gifted for unique purposes, being gifted in unique ways by the Spirit. And we're freed to live that out. Remember that we were made as loved and cherished image bearers to experience the wholeness of God. And so our anxieties, our fears, our brokenness no longer ultimately define who we are. Our character flaws no longer have final say. It doesn't mean that we don't continue to struggle. We do continue to struggle day in and day out. We are growing in our Christ-likeness. We have not yet arrived. So this morning is a wonderful way and an opportunity to bring this series to a close. In love feast and communion, it is a chance for us to be reminded of our shared faith in Jesus and our shared life together in the kingdom of God. This is an opportunity for us to grow share and serve this morning it's a chance for us to put that statement into action this is one of the most important ways that we remember that we are connected to and by jesus the christ we don't come into this time that we're about to embark on lightly We recognize that the the formality of what we're about to do is very different than what we're accustomed to. There's no uh, pre-service up in the sanctuary. There's no uh, procession down to uh, the basement. It's a little different this morning. Uh, More of a a picnic, family picnic atmosphere. Um, The longer I talk, the colder your water's getting, so I'll speed it up here. Um, And yet, I don't want us to enter into this time lightly. You know, following Jesus doesn't mean that we have to have dour expressions, we have to be you know, super serious about things all the time, but there is a sacredness in what we are about to do. There is something very different about love, feast, and communion. We recognize that Jesus did not embark on his mission without wrestling with the ramifications of taking on his mission. We are not invited to a one-time decision, but a lifetime of following the way of Jesus, to count the cost and see if we are willing to pay the price for following Jesus. The time we're about to share is sacred time, time set apart for a holy purpose. It is a time for remembering. It is a time for the renewal of our faith. It is a time for strengthening our commitments to Christ and His church. It's not a time to be entered into casually. So let us remember that we all come to the Lord's table as sinners, as broken people. None of us is here because we deserve to be. We are all here because God has forgiven our sins and invited us here. So we're going to pause and confess our sin and thank God for our forgiveness. Would you join me in a moment of silence? God, we confess that while we are created in your image, each of us is a, a broken reflection. We confess that those things are, are of our own making, that we've chosen time and time again to turn away from you in, in ways that we're aware of, and often in times in ways that we're we're not aware of. We thank you that despite our brokenness, you come and you offer grace, mercy, forgiveness, and love. In this time, we ask that we would be reminded that we would be renewed and refreshed. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: I have two scriptures that I'll be reading this morning. The first one is from Isaiah 52:7. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, our God reigns. And the other one is from John 13. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set an example for you that you should do as I have done. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them.
1: That first scripture that Missy read says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And I've not often thought about that passage in the context of washing feet. But I think for a moment about the hands and the feet that you are about to wash. They may be hands or feet of a, of a family member. And maybe you had a wonderful drive into the church this morning and you're already, you know, feeling the love with one another. And this is just a, an extension of that. Or maybe um, you got into the car, you're, you're a little tired, a little worn out. Maybe you've been a little short with one another. It, sometimes that happens in the Ulm vehicle on the way here. Uh, maybe that's why we split up between two different vehicles this morning. I don't know. Um, and then you get here and you put on the face and, and you act like everything's just been great all morning. Maybe you will wash your own your own hands and feet this morning. And we want to recognize for a moment that isolation and social distancing may have been an even more isolating situation for you. And our we hope for days ahead when we will return to washing one another's feet and hands as sisters and brothers in christ not separated by household for we are all part of the body and family of christ i know for some at feet washing some folks have a foot thing they don't like touching feet But this morning we are reminded that the person that you wash this morning is beautiful and capable of carrying forth the good news. How beautiful are the feet of those that bring good news. This is a beautiful thing. As we wash one another or wash our own hands and feet, pray for the one whose hand or feet you wash. If that's a family member, that's wonderful. And if it's yourself, that too is good and right. And so we're going to take a few moments now to wash one another's hands and feet. And you can do that with those in your household as you're gathered around the basins. Um, and the towels are, there are also towels provided. Uh, so let's take some time here to wash hands and feet in reflection of Jesus' act of service.
3: I'll be reading from 1 John chapter 4, 7 to 21, God's Love and Ours. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves and has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit, and we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or a sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen, cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister.
1: I'm sharing some, sharing some thoughts from uh, Sister Janet Myers, uh, who couldn't be with us this morning. Jesus' table... An invitation extend far and wide. His invitation hasn't changed even if the venue has. We gather despite the obstacles of a place. Jesus gathered the disciples in many places to equip and empower them in the ways of love. Today, we must emphasize our gathering, our coming together in his spirit, no matter the venue. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, thank you for your invitation to come to your tables of love. In spirit and in presence we are gathered together. May we find nourishment in all ways so that we can love deeply. May you be glorified in our gathering. Amen. We invite you to take some moments now uh, to uh, share fellowship, and to share your food with one another.
4: I will be reading 1 Corinthians 11:23 to 26. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you.
1: Jesus says, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he says later, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. So what is the this? Do this. Well, it certainly means that as we break the bread and drink the cup, that we are recalling, we are remembering, we are reminding one another of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, his death in the place of sinners, and the new covenant through his blood. But I think maybe the this is also a call to us to reflect what Jesus is doing. We also are called to follow the way of Jesus and give of ourselves For the good of others. It will never be in the same way as Jesus' perfect life given as a ransom for many. And yet, as Jesus pours out his life, we are called to pour out our lives. We are to live and be formed to be like Christ. As we offer ourselves in service to Christ, to the glory of God and our neighbor's good, it is a glimpse, just a small glimpse, into the sacrificial love of God. Jesus says, greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. So as we take, as we receive uh, the cup and the bread this morning, as we do this in remembrance of Jesus, may we also do this and pour out our lives for others. I'm going to invite our uh, youth deacons to come and help lead in the service of communion this morning. All of us who are in love and fellowship in the family of God, who do truly and earnestly repent for our sins, who humbly put our trust in Christ, and who desire his help that we might walk in newness of life, are invited to draw near to God and receive his holy communion to our comfort through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus, we thank you for this time to be with one another. We thank you that we can do this, gather together, wash feet, share fellowship, be reminded of the gift of your body broken for us. And we thank you for the challenge to do this, to live our lives, to pour out our lives in service to you, to your kingdom, to love you and to love those around us. We remember this in Jesus' name. Amen.
4: As we eat this bread, may we affirm our faith in words first spoken by Christians many centuries ago. The bread Bread which which we we break break is is the communion communion of of the the body of Christ. Christ.
1: In humble thanksgiving and joy for life so freely given, let us say the words let us say together the words of faith. The cup, the cup which we bless, we bless is, is the, the communion, communion of, of the blood, blood of Christ. Of Christ. We are going to close our time this morning by singing God be with you till we meet again. And we're going to be singing it a cappella, so I need you to sing out and and help me out, All right? God be with
5: you till we meet again, by his counsels guide uphold you, with his sheep securely fold you, God be with you till we meet again, till we meet till we meet, till we meet at Jesus' feet, till we meet, till we meet God. Perils that confound you, with his arms unfailing round you. God be with you till we meet again, till we meet, till we meet, till we meet at Jesus. Till we meet, till we meet, God be with you till we meet again.
1: Would you receive the benediction? May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you, wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness and protect you through the storms. Grace and peace be with each of you. Amen. Have a great week, Spring Creek.